The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. You're listening to 77 WABC. If you've listened to this program, there are two things that should be abundantly clear to you. I am an enormously proud New Yorker. I absolutely love this city. And unless I am publicly disgraced, I plan to live the rest of my life within the five boroughs of New York City. The other thing is I am a cheese enthusiast. I absolutely love cheese. And that's why whenever the those two areas coincide, it's of great interest to me. And I have always been a big fan of Oliva Dairy. It is a cheese shop in Little Italy that has some of the best mozzarella, some of the best rigot, and some of the best cannoli in the world. And unfortunately, we've talked about this before, after raising funds via GoFundMe to help alleviate months of unpaid rent that was accrued during the pandemic, the one 130-year-old cheese shop is officially done. This is the oldest cheese shop in America and the heartbeat of Little Italy. This is a genuine New York institution, and their last day of operation is going to be March 5th. I find this absolutely heartbreaking. I understand we live in a capitalist world, and I understand the landlord has to get paid, and I understand how economics work, and maybe this is just the reality of things. But when we see stores that have helped provide a sense of the spirit and the heartbeat of New York for more than a century, not being able to afford to stay in business largely due to a mandated shutdown that was forced on them by the government. And you see over a century of history and culture stopped. There's something really wrong. I'm not sure what specifically can be done about it, but we've got to figure out something so that the next Olivadary can stay open. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is again in hot water with his political party for being too outspoken. But I'll tell you, I think he is absolutely right. New York's mayor was on MSNBC yesterday morning and he had some very interesting observations about Democrats and minority Voters, While responding to President Biden's State of the Union address, Mayor Adams said, You look at the numbers, there's a hemorrhaging of our Latino community, our AAPI communities that's leaving the traditional Democratic uh, base. is because we've allowed the loudest and those who consider themselves to be woke. Some of us never went to sleep. And we hear (laughs) and speak directly to people. And I think the party is now understanding that we have to speak at those issues that are important. Jobs public safety, educating our our children, Mm -hmm. good health care, just these common, you know, kitchen table issues. Adams made the case that Biden did a good job in his speech by moving away from woke rhetoric in favor of focusing on kitchen table issues. I have to tell you, I know he's being criticized by everybody. Every left-leaning faction within the Democratic Party is uh, questioning why Adams would echo Republican rhetoric. But Adams is absolutely right. If Democrats nationally and locally want to start winning a 
elections again. They need to stay away from all this woke nonsense and do what Biden did, which is focus a little bit more on economic issues. Now, you could disagree with uh, Biden's prescriptions or his statement of the facts. I totally get that. But the issue is not focusing on what bathroom people use. The issue is focusing on whether or not people can pay their bills. Adams is right here. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. There is a bill in Albany to lower the legal level to drink and drive in New York State. Now, it used to be a .10 before it was considered a DWI. Then it was lowered about 21 years ago to a .08. That's about where we are now. Well, now, New York City's top transportation official yesterday urged state lawmakers to pass a bill, which has been proposed, lowering the state's DWI limit to .05, saying the state has historically been too slow to act on drunken driving laws. Idonis Rodriguez, who's the commissioner of the city Department of Transportation, reiterated Mayor Eric Adams' support of the measure during a news conference in Albany, which was held by the bill's sponsors and attended by victims of drunk driving and their family members. The push to lower the state's DWI limit comes as New York City saw a spike in fatalities from alcohol-related traffic crashes in 2021 when 42 people died. Under the bill in Albany, the DWI law would kick in at 0.05 instead of 0.08. I have to tell you, I think this is a terrible idea. For starters, I don't think the reason that we've seen an uptick in traffic fatalities due to alcohol is because the DWI limit is too high. This is the same DWI limit that just about the entire country has now because one of the things that the federal government did is tell the states, oh, if you want this highway money, you're going to lower your blood alcohol level to 0.08. And they did. I think the real reason you're seeing it in New York City is because you're not seeing proper enforcement. The DWI task force, which used to be everywhere pre-2020, is now nowhere. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with the DWI limit being too high. It's not the people who have a 0.06 or 0.07 blood alcohol level who are causing traffic fatalities. And I got news for you. If you lower this to 0.05, you're going to have people who rinse with mouthwash in the morning finding that they're now over the legal limit. Big mistake. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, I didn't think it was possible, but somehow the New York State Assembly has gotten even less Democratic, with a small d, and even less transparent, and the public is having an even harder time figuring out how the legislative sausage is made in Albany. They may call the Assembly the People's House, but Democrats have gotten criticized recently for the limitations preventing the people from actually accessing the chamber. In the most recent example, members of the Democratic Conference 
approved a change to their rules, putting a cap on the number of bills lawmakers can force onto committee agendas. But that's far from the only transparency issue that's dogging the Assembly Democrats. In the past, members of the Assembly could force a committee vote on their legislation at the end of the regularly scheduled session. While this hardly guaranteed the bill went anywhere, Republicans, long since relegated to the minority, have used the maneuver to get Democrats to vote on the record on contentious issues that the GOP supports. And I think that's a good thing. We should know how our representatives in both parties are voting on different issues. Republicans criticize the change to cap the number of times lawmakers can do this as limiting conversation and stifling the voices of New Yorkers. That is precisely what it is doing. Last year, Democrats approved a similar but even more consequential change to the rules. No longer could lawmakers engage in unlawful limited debate on controversial issues. Instead, members now only get 15 minutes each to speak on the floor. This, too, was met with staunch resistance by the Republicans. Apparently, it's not good enough that the Democrats have a supermajority and can overturn the governor's veto. They don't even want bills voted on. They don't even want bills debated. As Republican Assembly member Ed Ra tweeted, seems like a total coincidence that just weeks after the Assembly finally started streaming committee meetings, the majority is passing a rules change to limit the ability of members to force committee consideration of their bills. This is bad news. It's not really being covered anywhere except in the local paper city and state. And it's something that New Yorkers should know about. Beam me up. To be continued.